johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-9227. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. one 209 1679 JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. At Oasis Bar and Grill, they have everything a Las Vegas local is looking for. Great gaming options combined with excellent food and drink. It's a winning parlay. Visit Oasis two locations at 4955 Decatur, just south of Tropicana, and 3003 North Rainbow near Cheyenne. Oasis Bar and Grill is home of the $100,000 jackpot. Become an Oasis Players Club member and you're in action with generous gaming promotions, including cash, that reward loyal players. Oasis has three daily happy hours featuring five times points and a 24-hour kitchen that has it all. From breakfast, fantastic finger foods, all the way up the dining ladder to surf and turf. There's also a spacious banquet room available for special parties. What more could a local ask for? Friendly staff, fantastic food and drink, and generous gaming promotions that reward loyal players. Stop by Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 Decatur near Trop and 3003 North Rainbow near Cheyenne.
All right, folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. John and Mike, ready to go. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. And you can give the fellas a ring at 800-209-1679. Let's not waste time. Football's coming fast. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're so excited that we don't have to listen to the Orioles. You know, I was watching a press conference of Baltimore Orioles game, and the guy said, what does this guy make up to say after every game loses? No, we didn't really hit the ball that well. You know, we're working on some things. It's like they shouldn't even – it should be – you shouldn't be allowed when you're in the bottom of your division or the worst team in baseball to waste time with a press conference. Can you concur on that? <laughs> well, they, Every they, night it's a replay of the same thing. Well, they got, they got, yeah, last night, right? I mean, uh, uh, Battle of the Beltway. Battle of the Beltway. It used to be the hottest ticket in town when the Nationals played the Orioles. And uh, I don't think it's, I don't think the hottest ticket in town. Well, what's attendance been like for those games? Well, you know, it's funny. So I took my son to the game a couple weeks ago when they won 13 nothing the second day in a row. And it was, you know, look, if you want to go to for a nice, a cheap day where you spend $50 for a hot dog, you know, it's... it's uh, Wait, no, so, you know, all, all, all kidding aside, seriously, uh, how much is a hot dog and a beer? So I can't tell you about the hot dog, but what I can tell you is a large pizza for a family of four, cheese pizza, yeah. is $38.99. Oh, it's a bargain. It's a bargain. So anyway, and a beer, ten bucks. So you know, you're drinking a. You can, you know. Anyway, the point is this: I'm so glad. I'm not glad that we're getting to football because I'm making a fortune in baseball. I'm just glad that I can talk about something else other than uh, the Orioles. I will say this: for all of the teams you live in Vegas, you see all the tourists come. I know you got Steeler Nation and you have Dallas Nation, but what the Oriole Nation? I mean, you see the you see the. Um, the wear you see the jerseys the hats I mean, they must make so much money these bad teams off just selling their their wares regardless of whether they win or lose because uh you know every kid i see out on the streets wearing an oil regardless how's michael doing mike's sitting over he's so excited he's getting ready he's getting ready for football he's the draft man we'll call mike the draft man maybe we'll just that'll be his new name the draft man this year the fantasy Will you answer to that, Mike? Well, I'm ready. It's it's about football. The start of football is 52 days away. That's not counting. <laughs> not counting. I have a calendar. You know, one of those things where you just mark an X every day as we get closer. It's those guys, you know, when they're in prison. I was going to say, I did that in another life. Right, right. <laughs> go they, ahead. They sit in prison and they go, all right, my, my get-out date, one day closer, it's how I am for football. Because, Brian, as much money as we're making in baseball – the crossover where you just have more action and more opportunity to find the best of the number, I believe that crossover just you get so much more potential when we have football and it rolls right into basketball and it rolls right into college basketball and it just there's so much going on besides from a standpoint of making money. It's it's exciting. I mean, I love football. Been a fa- football fan my entire life. Die hard. You know, I'm a Ravens fan. We already established this uh, over the last few years. And um, I'm I'm ready. You know, the Denver Broncos, I don't know if you guys know this, started training camp two days ago. Yeah, well, rookie. Already started training camp. Rookies show up, and then the veterans, and away we go, man. No, it's going to be. Yeah, uh, they, got, they got Flacco at helm this year. You know, they traded. Now, you traded watch him boys. closely. I, how does that shake out with a new team? I think the, the structure around him, how they play incredible defense, uh, I think 
to suit him better. Um, look, he had his best throw of his career up there in Denver during the Super Bowl year, the Mile Howard Miracle. So, you know, look, the guy has talent around him. They have a decent running game. They're young. They have an incredible defense. He should do well. But you know how this is with the NFL. You just you got to find the right mold. These players go to different teams, and as good as they are, if they don't have a good supporting cast, it's very easy for them to just get shelled. You ready for football, John? I mean, you know, what can I tell you? I'm probably the most dispassionate. If you're listening to this show, I'm the most dispassionate. You both already know this, so you're doing that tongue-in-cheek. I'm the most dispassionate guy when it comes to sports. I Really, it's just a means to an end for me. It's just another financial market. You know, if if anything, what I'm ready for is the ability to start in-game halftime trading because, obviously, in baseball, you get the first five innings, but more of a re- yes, you can do the in-game live wagering, but from an alert point of view and selling and making recommendations of advice to clients that are listening to this show, it's just not cause. It's not you can't do it on a mass scale. You know, you can tell you know uh, 500 people simultaneously in a group chat to play this game in the second half. In-game live wagering is a little more of an issue. People go, they try to make the in-game live wagering when I've done it in the past, and then it says this 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 action is not available because you know the score changed in one second and then you have people that are upset if you're incorrect or if you're correct and get the wager in it's just not worth it so i've basically given up on trying to alert people to in-game live wagers that's more of a if if you're if you have the ability to sit in front of a computer all day but from a second half point of view well that's everybody's game anybody with an an app whether it's offshore or whether it's an jurisdiction you can do that second half so that's what i really look forward to brian i look forward to that reversion of the trading in in football initially before basketball um, but that's what i look forward to because then it's easy you know you have a 15 minute window i got the don best screen on behind me i got the ticker on the countdown clock to go i can text you right before a minute going into halftime you'll tell me what to do before we even hit halftime so you know there's time you're not you don't have the foot uh, the boot on your throat, so to speak, like you do with live wagering. No, and the funny thing about it, I mean, in all facets of this, and you know, some of the things that we've talked about forever and a day, uh, when we say, you know, it's who who it is when you bet is a big thing, and, and that's a lot of what you're talking about, how the minutes matter. But I, I would even say the British Open's going to be getting going basically later tonight. And yeah, you know, I mean, the hey, Wimbledon, well, that one match. What was the match you were just watching? Better um, Nadal. Uh, did you watch that whole match, that Brian? Incredible. No, I did not. It was what was it? It was classic. I know it was a classic. Well, they went to uh, you know in the fifth set, they play out. Even if you're you know they don't go to an instant tie break after it's six six. Got to win yeah. in the fifth set. Win by two. They, well, you got to win by two. But if it gets to twelve twelve, then it goes to a tie break. So it got all the way up to twelve twelve. Then they went to a tie. Right, but he left the point out, the part, out, the most important part. He was in Atlantic City, and he had the ticket with him that he already bet on the tennis match that now he has to send back in and driving two hours to Atlantic City. So there was obviously a reason he was watching the matchup. That's as good a reason I mean, they, as any. <laughs> I mean, look, in the semifinals, no, that was, we're talking about the Federer-Djokovic final. Oh, okay. But the one that was in Atlantic City, um, that was... Nadal and Federer, they made Federer a dog, Brian. Any time you get Federer for dog value, still a top two player in the world, 
you take it. You blindly take it. You're never going to see that. It's very uncommon. And, and I do what I think, Brian, because we talk about this a lot, is the, the handles on these minute sports, you'll call them, you know, the, the, the B sports, the, the, and I know you'll get mad if I say the B sports like golf, but I think those handles are going to increase because of the legality being increased across the country where somebody's sports in the casino and they're looking at the baseball schedule, and it's New York time, and the game start. the first baseball games at 7 at night, oh, I can bet this 10 o'clock tennis game. <laughs> so just by virtue of that, you're going to have more action on it. And, Brian, also, I just wanted to add, I know you, you haven't been to Atlantic City yet since they legalized it, but sports books over there. I mean, I've been to both. I've been to both many of the sports books in Vegas. The new sports books that they actually put into these casinos are incredible. You would... All of a sudden, I mean, I've talked to a lot of the cab drivers when I was there. They basically, as soon as football hits, it's like literally an influx of people. They're there all day Saturday. They're all day Sunday. They're now there for Thursday night football, Monday night football. I mean, and that rolls right into basketball. So it's it's the whole, the wave is now coming across the entire nation where these, you know, you're going to be able to bet anywhere. In the end game, you're going to be able to bet anywhere. And now you're going to have an app on your phone. So, um, with They saved that, Atlantic City with sports wagering. Bottom line, there was no reason to go there. Every state up and down the East Coast has uh, uh, regular casinos where you can wager on blackjack and poker and craps and roulette. So, I mean, this is the big game changer for Atlantic City. You know what I mean, Brian? No, there's no doubt, and I would say this, too. I mean, you just think about all the things and the lessons that have been learned out here, and in the last 15 years, we're all of a sudden now on a daily basis, you have prop wagers, and the appetite is here, you know, in the market where, you know, this is here. You talk about not a test market. This is like kind of the core of the universe, but we knew we were sitting on, you know, once the legality of this thing, and this thing opens up nationwide, it's just going to be a gong show. Absolutely. I just wanted to do a little segue real quick. We're jumping back and forth today. Do you know the only line that moved in week one of the NFL, not preseason, week one of the NFL, do you know the only line that moved so far substantially was the Buffalo Bills-Jets game? Because last time we spoke it was four, three and a half, now it's three. Yeah, no, that was three and a half, and uh, yeah, that stands to reason. I, you know, the funny thing is... Uh, all the other games, I've, I'm tracking them week to week, they really haven't moved. That's the only one hit, uh, around key numbers that have moved. Everything else is stagnant. I'll just tell you, fellas, go watch that week one NFL schedule, and there are actually a number of games, but uh, over the years, in the opener, road division dogs have been flat-out money. So we'll see if it holds true in well, this one. Well, so here's, it's interesting, so you're saying that, right? Uh, Steelers at a respected spot are plus seven, minus one forty. Patriots are minus seven, plus one twenty. When's the last time you got dog money back on a seven-point favorite? <laughs> yeah, well, you hover on that key number, right? All kinds of goofy things can happen. Exactly, but you know, um, I know uh, uh, Tony Miller puts out those early numbers. Has that been big every year, year on year, on the college basketballs and the games of the year, or is uh, sure? You know, no. I mean, the sharps are there. They're and uh, you know the way that thing goes, they let uh, all the individuals that are there. You can make three wagers, so you can go up. You can make three wagers, and then you got to go to the back of the line. So. They let different guys get their kicks at, at a lot oh, of these games. Yeah. Like oh, no, okay. it, you should see it. It's, it's, it's quite a choreographed little endeavor. Right. you got four guys deep. They're all friends. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point, right? I guess I guess that could be part of the equation right. too. It's the four runners in a row. But you know, the the thing is with baseball. How, uh, have you been uh, since the All Star break? Have you been first in it, or you just been like getting ready for football? No, no, no. Baseball, there's no reason to get away from this. And I'm telling you, uh, the way the ball's flying this year, and, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a totals guy, man. Um, you know, identify some of these opportunities, and uh, some of them are, you know, many of them are pitching-related. Some of them are travel-related. Sometimes West Coast teams going east, which is amazing to me. You get the, you know, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, man. You send those teams east, all of a sudden they hit like the 27 Yankees. Now, Brian, I have a question for you because I, I know there's listeners that are that would want some insights since you are a totals guy. Because of this extreme heat, what is that? What is that play in your decision making when you're, you know, when you're making your own number for the game before you play, like on the total? Because now we're talking like this weekend in Baltimore, we're expecting a 110 degree heat index with 100 percent humidity. With 100 percent humidity. Well, I mean, so all, all you got to do, all you got to do, is go look at all those years with the Texas Rangers. You know, when they're down there and, and just playing in, in an oven, and those totals would be inflated to, uh, to the moon. So yeah, though the ball flies. What, do, what is your uh, Justin Verlander rant commentary? You probably did it on your other radio shows, but uh, since we haven't spoken about it, I mean, do you buy into the whole they're juicing the ball, they're juicing the ball, or do you just think he would just, you know, he just had a rant to rant? No, I mean, I think you you look at, yeah, I just look at the runs that are being scored. I mean, I you know something something might be up, yeah. I mean, I could be a conspiracy theorist with the best of them. All right, so you ready for this? I got to give this 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 homework assignment early because we're talking about totals. It's now. I'm not saying that you're not correct, Brian, and I'm not saying you're not handicapping totals to your favor with the over, and you're winning them at a high percentage. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying over the course of all the games, there have been 1,235 games played so far this season, right? Uh, or whatever. What do you think the margin of differential is between the overs and the unders? Probably, I mean, I have it right here in front of me. Just the way this thing's been going when we've been doing it's probably within 20, 25 games, if not closer. Man, you're good. 626 and 607 to the overs. Say it again. You ready? 626 yeah. overs, yeah. 607 unders for a total percentage of 50 Point seven seven percent to the overs. Right, but so if, that's but, but, but what that means? Illusion. But what I would say to you, though, buddy, what, what what that means, and that's great. But if there are twelve games oh, on, they're a base- pumping up a higher, right? right well, right. no, if there are twelve games on a baseball card that night, in, in essence, six of them are going over the total. <laughs> so it means pick. You got to pick on the you know pick the right games. I mean, the opportunities oh, no, I, exist. I, yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, for people that are listening and they're saying they're hitting the ball and they see the Ju- Justin Verlander. And, and then they go, I'm going to bet every game on the over. You're not going to probably do that well based on what I'm looking at right here. Well, no, you, you know. got travel days, and then you get an umpire's in a bad mood with a tight strike zone, and, you know, pitchers, have, well, you know, yeah, the unders are still a here, big Here's a real interesting stat. Every other sport that we've gone over year over year, those they have a separate category for extra uh, for over games. So obviously, like in the NBA and, the, and NFL football and college football and college basketball, game goes into overtime, it goes from being 50-50 on the season to, you know, 70-30 because it went over, right? Not the case in baseball. So in baseball, you've had 106 
extra, uh, I'm sorry, 116 extra inning games. 60 games, extra innings went over. 56 games and yeah. extra innings went under. So the, I, because that, you you know, you got the one and one, and it goes to extra innings. Not going to score five runs. So it just goes to show you that where you don't get the edge with the over is when you go to extra innings versus in the other sports you do get the edge you're rooting for that over and you're praying for overtime uh it doesn't seem to work out the numbers don't reflect that in baseball you know it's not like you have a if you have a 5-5 game like the other day of the uh, you know um the i think it was San Francisco and some team 5-5 in late innings you know again yeah that that it's already over probably by the time you even get to that point um but you know you it's interesting where the in-game live playing feeds into that because what they'll probably do is they'll put a total up in-game live when these games go to extra inning, and you're going to pay a real premium on the over in juice. And what it's showing is that basically you're you're only right half of the time if you're taking that over. And, of course, in baseball, we always talk about those streaks. And, you know, it's been one of those years. you got the White Sox falling off a cliff. You got the Angels all of a sudden since the unfortunate circumstance with Tyler Skaggs. They've been playing great baseball, as have the Oakland A's. Uh, the streaks, they're out there, boys. Yeah, and so and so you know, what I've been doing a lot of, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago um, due to our little summer schedule, is that streaks are uh, – I always say don't step in front of the streak, but then I told you a couple weeks ago, and for new listeners, you know, it seems to be about seven – to 10 is when the teams start getting tired. Well, then the other thing is you can read a line without buying a program, right? So yesterday was a perfect, perfect, perfect example. Atlanta Braves on a five-game winning streak. And then I look, and Milwaukee's on a two-game losing streak, and they make Milwaukee 160 favored. Now, I I didn't release the game because I don't do it just because I'm looking at my brain. want real information but the point was i said to mike before the game i said they're gonna probably win this game by five runs i think the score was 12 to 2 so that's the streak snapped for atlanta they lost the game and you see that a lot so when teams start getting late into the streaks let's talk about oakland oakland's on a five game winning streak they're eight and two in their last 10 54 and 41 56 uh you know um percent on the season second in the al west do you want to start riding Oakland now? No. You missed the boat. The sweet spot on riding streaks is after that second and third game. So what happens is when you can get a lot of teams that are on three-game streaks, winning or losing, you can take advantage of that. But the White Sox, it's funny you mention them. So the White Sox, I'm not going to – I won't fade a team that's lost five in a row. I'm not going to go with the team that's won five in a row. So you take Oakland, you take the White Sox. You know, I become more of a contrarian. Maybe not tonight, maybe not today's game. Maybe if they win in at six games, then tomorrow. You see what I'm saying, Brian? Mm-hmm. I'm looking ahead. It's kind of like the look-ahead spots we talk about in football. That's what I look for these streaks to exhaust themselves. Because when you look, I'm looking right now, here's... <laughs> no streaks right now. Right now, the three games is your sweet spot. San Francisco's on a four-game winning streak. The Padres are on a um, four-game losing streak. And then you have Seattle and the White Sox on a five-game losing streak. And you have, um, who we just spoke about, on a uh, five-game winning streak, Oakland. Other than that, every game is basically plus one, minus two, plus two, minus one. So a lot of these teams are chopping since the All-Star break. And so, you know, 
you don't want to start riding Seattle tonight. You don't want to start riding uh, fading Seattle, riding Oakland. Be a contrarian. I find that it's much more profitable to pick your spots in that situation this season. And then if you're trying to pick up a streak, what you want to do is you want to look for a team that's on a three-game winning streak to Mets. See if you can get a good price. On a three-game winning streak like you just spoke about, the Angels, see if you can get a good price. Go down to a two-game scenario. Kansas City, they've won two games in a row, but they're 5-5 five and five in their last ten for a team that's in the bottom of their division. Now, if it requires looking at who they're playing and, 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 and being patient and not being involved in every game. But it's been very, very, very profitable. I will tell you, um, you know, we talk about this each week, and it's kind of, you know, when we take some breaks, you get to have the day to re-engage. The worst team on your pocket so far in, 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 um, is not the Orioles. And I'm saying this all season long, Brian. Who do you think the worst team to your pocket is this season? The worst team and the best team. We're not going to do a today. Just the worst team and the best team on your pocket. One more time. The, wor- the, the, the wor- worst team, the biggest losing money team in baseball, and the biggest winning money team in baseball. Forget about records, just money with lines oh, in boy. your pocket. Oh, man, we did this earlier in the year. I... I'd have to scan it here real quick. I just let's for, take a shot. No, take a shot. for brevity's sake. Uh, I know we had talked about it as bad as the Orioles were. I'm gonna I'll, I, I'll make it simple. Winning teams are not in the top of their division, so the big money teams are not the ones in the top of their division. So there are teams that are, have more of a fifty-fifty record, which give you a little edge there. I wonder maybe a team like Arizona, maybe. Nine, nine. So you know, close. So the 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 most profitable team in all of the on your pocket is 50 and 45. I'm going to repeat that. The biggest money team in baseball is 50 and 45, the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. If you risk a $100 win on every game they've played, you are up five games. You've won five more games than you've lost. You are up $1,392. And here's the reason why they are 30 and 36 as a dog. And they are eighteen and eight as a favorite. So they're holding they're a dog more than they're a favorite and they're winning basically fifty percent of the time. So you're basically always getting Texas as a dog pretty much eighty percent of the time. So and having that information then, how would you apply that? So how I would apply that is that I don't when I see and I look at matchups and I know that I don't want to buck Texas depending upon who they're playing, because I know that whether they're a favorite or whether they're a dog they're getting the job done. They're just, a, I mean, they're they're the most beneficial because, in the end of the day, we talk about betting and we talk about win loss records, but that doesn't matter. We only care about one thing. We care about money, right? And so, if you know that if you know that this team has provided more profits to your bottom line than any other team in baseball, why would you buck them? So, how I apply that on a very elementary level, I don't bet against the Rangers. That's a good. So a rule of thumb, you just steer clear of it. Right. We're we're not talking about five games into the season. We're talking about ninety games. The bigger issue to show people is that you don't have to have a winning record. You can be up five games, a hundred games, basically, and you can have the most profits in your pocket. And that's the part that most people struggle with baseball betting they can't relate to because in everything else they're expecting they're worrying about win loss percentages and so the the worst money team in baseball is the Detroit Tigers they they are 
obviously at the bottom of the AL Central, but and their but their record is not as bad as their record is not as bad as Baltimore's, but they have lead because they they have been a favorite more than they've been a dog. Baltimore Orioles, this is an interesting stat, Brian. The Baltimore Orioles have been a favorite. You ready? Mm-hmm. Twice. <laughs> Can you say, wrap That's your head amazing. around that. Yeah. 28 and 66. Wrap your head around that. 28 and 66, and they've been paying a price twice. Two games. Two games out of 94 games, they're one and one. Man, that's wild. They're one and one. That's wild. But the interesting part, Detroit has been a favorite 16 times, and, they, and they, they're under 500. So people get in the trap of going, oh, Detroit's so bad, they're a favorite, they should win this game. No, they're not winning. So since they're not winning as a favorite, that pulls them further down on the money side, and that and, and that's basically you know. And back to the winning teams, Atlanta, head of their division, AL East, fifty-eight and thirty-eight, rocking and rolling, Brian. Right? Mm-hmm. We're up seventy-seven dollars. Seventy-seven. We do these homework assignments. In thirty-eight, you're up seventy-seven. We do these homework assignments, man, and the numbers are remarkable uh, the way they pan out. Michael, how about you? Um, is, is there a team like Texas in, in the scenarios that John was talking about? That uh, Are there a handful of teams that, that you focus on pretty closely, on or against? You know, I did, in years past, I, I focused on a few teams, and I rode streaks, and I was very uh, – to tell you the truth, I was much less disciplined than I am this year. Uh, we have a few strategies that we've been following throughout the year, and I stay concurrent to them. And it is, you know, when you get into all this, and with baseball, you can get sidetracked by too much statistics, where it's just too much information, where you're looking too much into the starting pitchers, how they fare against lefties and how they fare against righties. And, and you're really just, you're basically overanalyzing the situation. But it's, it's very simple. The line itself you the answer. A lot of times you could find value by simply looking at the line, and you don't have to look at any of the statistics. So, ball is a very interesting sport opposed like any other, because it's not like soccer, because soccer has a tie element. Um, and when you get that run line, where we played a lot this year, we could lower the juice on a lot of those big favorites, you know, where you could make money throughout the year because at the end of the day, playing these big favorites, you're going to get crushed. We all know that. You could look at the money statistics, statistics-wise, that you're just not going to make money betting big favorites time and time again. But if you could lower that juice and take that, you know, 140, 150 favorite, and they're on the road, and you turn them into a dog, at the end of the day, following the money will make you. For me, talking about experience throughout the year, has made me a lot more money this year than in years past. Right, and you, so ironically, when I asked you which team that you thought was the biggest money team, you said Arizona, and Arizona has a small profit; they're up four hundred and thirty-eight dollars, but they're but they're a road favorite today, minus one twenty-six at Texas. So you asked me how I institute that. You asked me how I institute that. I'm either I'm on Texas or I'm not playing the game the game at all. The flip side of that, let's reverse it. How do you institute the losing team? Detroit. 
Well, you don't try. That's a, a dirty dog. So plus two sixty five would never play them. Obviously, not going to lay two ninety five with Clevenger. If I was to take Detroit and I, I wanted to be, you know, I had a glutton for punishment, I can get plus one and a half, plus one thirty five. So again, you know, we talk about the plus one and a half hitting at such a high rate, but. When you look at some shocking stats, and when I say shocking, I know it sounds like you know we're just talking about sports, but you're a better out there, and you might be a new better, and you've never bet on sports before, and your concept is good teams versus bad teams. What if I told you, Brian, that there's you know these divisions, there's five divisions, and the two top division teams are losing money. So the Cubs are 51 and 44 in the NL Central. You're minus 200. Five dollars on the season. The Houston Astros are fifty-nine and thirty-seven. You minus a hundred and forty-seven dollars on the season, for the precise reason why the bad teams can be winning or losing, which is Houston is never a dog. Now here's the crazy part. Did it on my YouTube video yesterday. Houston has been a dog ten times this season. You would normally a team like that in top of their division, Brian, when they're a dog, they're going to win 50% or more than 50% of them. Well, here's what it, how you apply this principle. And you can write this down, Brian. Houston is 2-8 and eight as a dog, which is why they're, they, this is why you're minus 147 on the season. They, 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 so what you can read and deduce from that is you make a note on a piece of paper when Houston is a dog, they bet against them even though they're top of the division. What they do is they trap the public square retail bettors, and they go, wow, I got Houston as a dog. You see what I'm saying, Brian? Mm-hmm. I got this team that might even go to the World Series. I got him as a dog. Well, guess what? <laughs> Read the line. They're a dog for a reason. Uh, it all adds up in the wash, right? Well, that's a strong percent, 80%. 80%, you know, to be a only dog 10 times, which means we're playing other opponents that were in the top of their division. So, when you look at Houston tonight, and again, this is the perfect spot. So, I'll give, you know, I always like to do this on the radio. I give out a free winner. It doesn't mean I'm releasing it to my clients and, you know, I already had somebody listening to this radio show that just sent me a text and they said, sounds like I put money on the Rangers every game LOL. No, I don't want to do that because again, you were looking back, we're not looking forward. But I will say is if you were going to make a wager tonight and you wanted that value bet, Brian, it's it's the team you mentioned. Take the Angels. Plus 165. The Angels are roll since that unfortunate situation. The Angels are 50 and 46. The Angels are plus 266 on the year with money. And Houston is a loser on the money. So if you don't, if you just take those that and they're in the same division. So, Brian, take the Angels. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you can get hold of the fellas. We're going to take a quick time out. SportsInsiderRadio.com or give him a ring, 800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to 
access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys. The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. All right, back with you, Sports Insider Radio. Let's get back to the boys. And, John, tell me what a Saturday's like when college football season begins. I mean, the NFL, it's pretty systematic. We know what we're doing. But those breakfast college football games, they bleed into the afternoon. It's morning, noon, and night. I mean, how crazy is it in your office? I mean, Mike will tell you, we just don't leave. We just don't leave. We get here at 8 in the morning, and we don't leave till the Hawaii game at midnight. I mean, literally, like, leave to get something to eat, and that's it. Right, Mike? I mean, we don't... Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, people that listen to the show may think that is crazy, but with college football, you have basically 12 weeks. You have 12 weeks out of the year. The bowl game schedule is much different. There's a couple games a night. That's different. But actual college football Saturday, you only have 12 weeks. So you have to take advantage, just like you know, in the summertime, there's a lot more free time where MLB has different schedules and you don't have to be here all day because we're, we're not doing as much we're not doing second-half trading like we do with college football where we have to monitor every single halftime. So we get ready because come football, we put in that time, and especially on Saturdays and Sundays. And with Saturdays, you have to be here all day. You literally have to be here from 7 a.m. to get everything ready for the day. And then to be here till the last game on the West Coast goes to halftime because you just never know. You never know that opportunity may strike. The game goes to halftime. I mean, and John will tell you, we're sitting here praying the Alabamas of the world are down at halftime. We're hoping that they're tied because we know that that second half number may be soft and we could actually get value. And a lot of times these teams just don't show up early in the season um, for you know any particular reason, especially with you know there's a lot of freshmen out there, even though they're four or five-star recruits that are supposed to be good, they're just not 
you know, up to game speed with the college level yet, and it takes a couple games adjustment. We see that year after year. So early on in the season, a lot of these, you know, teams that are going to be there um, at the end in the playoff, they're just not playing as hard in the first half, and then they finally figure it out the better at, you know, the athletes prevail in the second half, and the team covers the second half, but they don't cover the game. Because, you know, it's not NFL. It's going to be 40-point spreads on Alabama, on Clemson, you know, on all the SEC teams playing outside of the conference early on in the season. You can find a lot of value, especially in the second half, where, look, if it hits a specific number, we're just completely, you know, we have no emotion when it comes into this. We strictly do it when we have a specific number that we fall in love with, no matter what the situation is. Obviously, if it's a big injury to a key player, like a quarterback, you know, we, we give that value and we establish that we may not play it because it's a different team. But if it's basically just uh, a strategy standpoint in the first half where the team just didn't show up, you know, we'll play them in the second half no matter what if it hits a specific number. And we do that all day long. And, you don't, like I said, you only have basically – well, you know, 12 what, weeks out of the year where you can get to do this. Well, what I was going to say to you, too, like, John, um, we've watched a lot of football games together, and you get the those short windows at halftime where you've got to get the information out, give people time to react. And I know we've watched games, and with three, four minutes to go in the first half, sit there and say, yeah, looking at it, it'll probably be three and a half, 23 and a half for the second half, pending if, if it stays the same or then if something moves, if there's a late score, go, okay, ah, it's down to two and a half, total maybe comes uh, up a touch. But So having a feel for what, that's, what those second half numbers are going to be uh, to help you formulate a game plan is part of this equation uh, because oh, you, I you, there's a million you only have so much time. That, right, because there's a million times when there's a minute left, I go, well, if I, if I can lay less than a key number, I'm in, and the line right. will come out, and it'll be so seven for, and a half. So you formulate go, nah. a strategy. Right. I'm like, nah, it's seven and a half, I'm not laying it. You know, so, you know, even if it winds up winning, and that and that goes back to, you know, constantly, that's the trading aspect of betting versus what I call bet it and forget it, and, um, you know, we've been doing this can have wagering for years, the in-game will get bigger when people uh, are basically all have the same tools to get in at a quick pace, but yeah, I mean, you're, that's uh, for me personally. Um, I that all excited like Mike right before kickoff of the you know the the breakfast games because to me I don't wait you know I you know on a Saturday morning when games start at twelve noon when I'm on the East Coast you know all right with just like telling all my clients hey just let's wait till halftime we'll monitor it they're not all right. Right, but I'm all right with it um, because again, you have to play where you have an edge. Unlike the financial markets, which close Saturday and Sunday, this is a market that's unique in the fact that it doesn't close. Somebody texted me the other day after the All Star break, and there was no games. I said, No, no, no. There's games. We just aren't playing any games. There's there's tennis. There's golf. There's international soccer. There's MLS. There's games somewhere in the in the world. There are always games. Literally. So when you know that you have seven days, 365 days a year, for an opportunity to play majors, why do you got to be in a rush? Well, no, and, and, and Mike alluded to it earlier. I mean, you know, being disciplined is a big part of this, and sometimes the best bet you make is the one you don't make. <laughs> well, we've we've taught this, you know, literally – Brian, just recently, and I know you and John recorded a video betting betting as a business, 
many, many years ago, but I think it's more relevant today than than any years past because before it was the old school mentality where you just forget it. There was no real discipline. Where now you see that because of the legalization, there's a lot of people that are leaving other financial markets because they see value in the trading sports. We've been on this game for many, many years, but I think now a lot more um, of our clients are coming around to the idea of motion, just put the games in because they're just tired of losing on their own. And, you know, we just recently, a couple months ago, recorded a webinar. We're teaching people how to trade sports, the non-emotional way of betting. And to some, it's, it's very, look, the way that we bet is very boring. It's not exciting. There's certain days to pass. To a guy that's just looking to go to a casino every single night and just have entertainment and bet, it's not the way that he's going to make money, and he's the guy that just... Do you know what a texting tester is, Brian? No. A texting tester, this is what I deal with. I have texting testers. They test me. So what they do is they act like they don't care that there's no games. They just want to make sure they didn't miss my text. So I get out of the blue... Hey, John, I just wanted to make sure uh, you didn't text me and it didn't go through. Just making sure there's no game. <laughs> you know, it's funny that he brings this up because literally while I'm on the radio. Ten days, I get it every day. Three while, I'm on the, while we're on the radio, I get a question mark text. There's no words, just a question mark. <laughs> like basically, like, look. It, 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 about, you should say, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Just don't even discuss the games. Because that's what happens, Brian, is that people, and, and so you see it more on a day like today, because, you know, we do this show on Wednesday. It's not really a relevant day in um, football season, but as we all know, it's a relevant day in baseball world. And so what happens is the irony is, you know, a lot of times, like today, we have, we've had no early elections. And so... They don't care that we're on the radio. They're gonna get. We're gonna get the question mark because they can't take the fact that. But no, games but know this in in football season, the fact even though it would be on a Wednesday, uh, the good thing would be because I know you utilize this, take it and, and, and have it on your site, and other people would have access to it. But by doing it on Wednesdays in football season, we're gonna be able to you know kind of dissect where the number's gonna go and absolutely. But but you know again when somebody when somebody sees that the pirates are winning four to two at uh, two fifty one east and, and bottom of the fourth and the Brewers are winning two nothing in the top of the third and the Cubs are winning one nothing in the bottom of the second and then they then it's all of a sudden oh I didn't hear from John or Mike well yeah but but they already know the deal um, I mean you should have seen it you should have seen it with the All Star break texting test test test. I just made this word up. I, they all know that, you know, I've said it a million times, if you bet that stuff, you're just really gambling. You don't think I didn't get 50 texts, Brian, on the All-Star break. How about not on the All-Star break? How about, you ready, the home run derby? Oh, boy. Just wondering, any futures on the just want to make sure I didn't miss a text. Yeah, it's like, you know, did come you on, do yeah, in-game wagering on the home run? I, nothing. I went to a or something. I was like, so I took my kids to a movie to see Toy Story 4 or something. And these guys are texting me about, uh, uh, you know. And then again, the AL, so you take a game like the AL-NL game, which just goes to show you the mindset of, of and I, I just, I want to get your take on this. When somebody says to me, every year the game's gone under and the NL's won, or over and the NL's won. And, okay, that, you're, you're making a trend that isn't really real. Can we agree on that? Okay, 
yes, the team's won seven years in a row after last game. Yes, I get it. But is there really a correlative effect from one year, from year one, I, two to year three to year? I well, so many different pitchers and different players. It's you know. So when you go on a gambling Twitter and everybody's banging NL, whoever won NL or AL, they're, they're banging the side of the streak. What I'm saying is if Atlanta was on a five-game winning streak, that's legit. Don't tell me there's a streak because every time our Army Navy play, no, 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 that's not. I don't want to hear that. That's just that just happened to be what it is. It's completely. There's no correlation to this year's Army Navy game to last year's Army Navy game. Can we can we can we agree on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, here, well, the military academies. Even when we say, even when we say, every Pittsburgh Raven game lands on three. It's nice that we say it, and the line makers use that in the tool. The line obviously different that Flacco's not there, but the reality is there's still no correlative. Effect. And this is what I go about: it's the psychology, it's the psychosis of trying to make trends that aren't really there. That makes any sense? You can like make a trend to fit your the wager that you'd like to make. It doesn't mean that you can't. You formulate a game plan, you know, check the rosters, who are the pitchers going to be, uh, and have. Uh, defined it. I split on it. I had the American League in the over, I believe, in the game. <laughs> All right. So, I, so next, tell them to call you. Well, well, but I split. I, I had American League in the over. It stayed under. Okay, uh, but nobody. If somebody called you up and said, "I'm going to pay you, uh, you know, big money for your opinion on this game." You- Played it because you enjoyed and you're a gambler, and we're all no. I mean, no, I'm, no, no. I, I think no, but I, my point is no. I looked at it and thought, okay, no, I like the American League uh, in the game and the way the ball's been uh, flying, and the total was only eight and a half, and figured a pitcher or two would come in, a starter thrown in a reliever's role, uh, that there could be one big inning. Um, it doesn't mean you can't dive into it, but to sit there and try to call on, oh, but four, yeah, four years ago uh, in exactly. the All-Star game, it, it, they're, they're completely different guys. Exactly. And so, like, I, I sent Mike. Mike, did you get that text I sent you? I did. So when you look at certain games, and it just, you know, I know we got five, six minutes left in the show, but, you know, are there any particular games you're already munching on, uh, Mike, on this NFL week one? I know we got to get through preseason, but, I mean, the Sharks. I mean, you're, you're probably never going to hear that out of me in your entire life. Blindly, I'll take the Dolphins getting five at home. Ah, what do you think of that, I think he's a brave man. <laughs> I'm saying, you, wait, 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 against the. Oh, I didn't see that they were playing the. Oh, uh, you're doing the old. They got new quarterback. Nah, 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 nah. New quarterback or not? A home team in the NFL getting five points. First game of the really, season. Well, it's really four and a half. But go ahead. Look, we get we can buy it. Could move to five, or you could buy it. Buy it five. That's a lot of points in the NFL. It's they have a new quarterback. They weren't that bad. I mean, the truth is Miami's got players. They're the only home team dog on week one, Brian. So, like I said, blindly, just I was not a fan. I'm not biased to my Ravens. Again, oh, South Carolina. getting five points, getting four and a half at home, you just got to take it. Well, we, it remains to be seen, too, uh, what, how this is going to all pan out here uh, with Jackson. And I, I think it stands to reason, too, he's going to be a lot better at home than he is on the road. No doubt about that. That's how it was last year, right? Well, and that's following, that's, so, and that's right in you know right in front of your face. The team right, you so follow closely. Have, right? And there's an old bookmaker that I I, I you know know, and he said you never lay five and a half. 
He said, you always take the five and a half because the line is basically telling you the team is good. They're not, they're not, there's a high probability of a team that's laying five and a half. They'll win the game by three. So, you know, this is what I will say. What I will say is overvalued teams going into week one will be teams like Cleveland. So right now Cleveland is five uh, and a half. I'm with you. Houston. I like Tennessee in that game. Okay, good. But what I'm hoping is that it's so overvalued that they push it up. Can we, maybe we can get the six and a half and maybe even seven. I mean, we got a while. It's, we're talking September 8th. But, but uh, yeah, that, those games on that number, that five and a half, you know, they're, they're, they're real trappy to me. Uh, you still leaning towards Buffalo on week one? Oh, there's long. I like both of those teams. I think the Jets and the Bills are going to be much better this year. But from a season win total perspective, uh, one, one's going to get there and one, one won't, and it'll probably be at each other's expense. I guess I don't think there's much defense in the Houston-New uh, Orleans game because uh, it's 53-and-a-half. So, you know, that's the highest total. The highest total is 53-and-a-half, and the lowest total is your Buffalo game, 38-and-a-half. Which, stand, which stands to reason. you got two young quarterbacks. Uh, the Bills very quietly had the second-best defense in the league last year, and the Jets did some good work on the defensive side of the ball this year. Right. Points will be at a right. premium. But it's fun to start. It's fun to start talking football again, guys. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I know Mike's uh, been rocking and rolling. Mike is actually, uh, admittedly, what are you excited about, Mike? NBA? I can't wait for NBA. What a great offseason, Brian. (laughs) We'll we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. I'll tell you what. I mean, I hope you got a program because it's a whole new league now. Can't wait. Hey, fellas. Really confuse the betters. Time, Make us more important. Time flies by, and we invite everybody to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. You can get hold of the boys at 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Fellas, always fun. I hope you have a good week. We'll do it again soon. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. There you go. Mike and John, sportsinsiderradio.com. Check out the website. Have a great day.